Before we begin the Sikha, I'll just read a few Psukim, a few Psukim from the end of Parsha Shmois, and a few Psukim from the beginning of Parsha Vaira. At the end of Parsha Shmois, it says that Moshe said to Hashem, Why, why did you make it worse for these people? Why did you send me to Pare? From when I came to Pare to speak in your name, he made it worse for the people, and you haven't saved them. Hashem said to Moshe, you will see that which I will do to Pare because I will take them out of Mitzrayim. That ends Parsha Shmois. The beginning of Parsha Vaera begins. By Dabar Lakim Moshe, Hashem spoke to Moshe. By Yoimer Elovani Hashem, and he said to him, I am Hashem, Yutke Vavke. And I appear El Avram, El Yaakov, I appear to Avram Yaakov with the name Shin Yud. But I didn't tell them my name Hashem. I made a covenant with them to give them the land of Eretz Knan and the place where they lived. And I have heard the uh, the cry of the Jewish people that Mitzrayim is oppressing them. And I remember my covenant with my with Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov. Therefore, tell the Yidden, I am Hashem, and I will take them out of the uh, the intolerance of Mitzrayim, and I will save them from the thing, and I will redeem them, and so on. Now we begin the sicha. If the Psukim in Nascholos HaSedra, in regards to the series of Psukim at the beginning of the Seder of Eira, where it starts for Eira Lavram, Hashem says to Moshe, I appear to Avram, Vagama Kimoisius Brisi Itam, and I also made a covenant with them to give them as Yisrael. Bring the Rashi Tzveipirushim, so Rashi brings two approaches to what these series of Psukim means. One Pirush is, as the Teichem of the Psukim is, to divide the Gipsukim, that these beginning Psukim of the Sedra are like an introduction to the, what comes next, which is the Gamani Shemaiti Esnagas Bnei Yisrael. I came to Avram and I promised him that I would give him the land, his children the land of Yisrael. And now I have heard the cry, the groan of the Jewish people. Therefore, tell the Jewish people. By that I will take the matter Mitzrayim. The Balda Eberstadt Maftir given to the Ovis. Since Hashem promised the Ovis, Avram Yitzchak gemacht mit Zayabris, and He made a covenant with them, losses lamb and Seretz Knan to give them the land of Knan. Un erhot es noch nicht mekayim given. He has not yet fulfilled that promise because He hasn't given the the land to the Yidden. The Ribbis of the Ebishter, therefore Hashem says, Vagamani Shamaiti, and now I have heard their cry, Vasker is Brisi, I remember my covenant with the Ovis, Vachenamur, and therefore tell them that I will take them out of Mitzrayim. As of it, it's Mekhaim Zendaftachos, that now he will fulfill that promise. So that's what the Psukim are, in the beginning of the Sedra, are talking about, and I promised the Ovis, and I, the, I appeared to the Ovis, and I told them, and so on. It's an introduction to say, I have heard the Jewish cry, and I will take them out of Mitzrayim to fulfill that promise. Another approach is that there are, um, our sages have also interpreted it in a sort of a drasha, which means more like an amedrashic approach. That it goes back on what was said earlier in the previous parsha, because Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of parsha Shmai said, "Why have you made it worse for the Jewish people?" As the psukim, but, um, <coughs> and he said that since I came to Paray, things have gotten worse for the Jewish people. 
So these psukim, as deep psukim, but seeing such some Friedrich Ninian, that these psukim now refer back to what he said, what Meishavin said, and they are a response, a famirus Meishavin to what Meishavin said, why did you make it worse for them? Say, bring in a race, Milus of us, that these psukim say, when I spoke to the others, he, Hashem extols the qualities of the others that they never question my judgment. They didn't say, what, uh, what's your name and who are you? And they did not second guess my decisions. Whereas when you, you say, what is his name? What should I tell them his name is? And so why did you make it worse for them? So Moshe Rabbeinu is questioning Hashem, and Hashem says, "I, your your great grandfathers, they didn't question my judgment." So that's why at the beginning of the parsha, Hashem refers to Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov to say that you're not like them. When Rashi is Mamshich, Nochem bringing the Tzvi and Pirush, and then Rashi continues after bringing the second uh, interpretation, the Ein Amedush Misyashiv Achar Amikra. But this medrash, medrashic interpretation doesn't really follow the wording in the Pasuk. It doesn't sit well in the simple reading of the Psukim. For a number of reasons. And he presents two questions about why it doesn't really fit well. Then he concludes, And therefore Rashi says, I say, Let the Pasuk be understood in the simple in the simple sense each thing falls into place nicely that's the first shot that he gave and the the drasha, the medrash let that be also expounded as it says in the passage that my words are like fire says Hashem and like a, a hammer that that uh, shatters a rock, mischalikal kaminetsutsas can be the can divide into can go in different directions and different sparks come flying out of it. So also the pshatim can be understood. The pasukim can be understood in men, in a number of different ways. So therefore, even though the pshat is the way I think is the first pshat, but let the other pshat be understood as well. It can go in many directions. The Pashto Zetois, if you read it simply, it seems as if Rashi is do Oisin Suzong, that Rashi is trying to say that number one, as Loy Derech Avshat Kemenish Ein Lerner, the Pirush Medrash, that in, uh, if you want to read the Psukim in, uh, according to Pshat, you can't really force that Medrashic interpretation, while Erez Nishm Shashiv Rachar Mikra, but it doesn't work with the Psukim. Rashi Zoktoch Aklal Bahar Bemekemis, and Rashi sets down the rule in a number of places. As Anile Bosi Elulip Shutta Shulmikra, that I only came to explain the simple reading of the Posuk, Unabrink Nor, and Agod Amiyashevis, Divriya Mikra, and if Rashi does reference a Medrash, it's only if it fits into the Pshutta Shulmikra, Dava Dava Lefanov, if it works in the in the order of the psukim, and it does work in the simple reading of the psukim. Only then does Rashi reference a medrash, and therefore, in this case, it doesn't. So, therefore, he doesn't. Rashi doesn't want to go with that pshat. 
this another point that he's making. Leader Gisa, on the other hand, Rashi Rashi also makes sure we understand as do maintenance does maintenance as the Pirush Hamedish had bechal chatzeshon can ordinish in Pirush Atayra. That's not to say that this medrash can't fit into an interpretation of the Torah at all. Not so at all. Nor had had but rather the drasha has its place. It has its uh, its validity in a different way of looking at the psukim. Because the words of Torah can be divided, can be seen in different in different approaches from different facets. Like a, uh, a hammer that can split a rock, can shatter a rock, uh, and, and so therefore, so also the Torah can be go off in different directions. And if you want to look at it from the perspective of Drash, of Medrash, so then yes, this works according to Medrash. That's what it would seem that Rashi is saying. Beis. But if, you, if that's how we read the Rashi, then we have the following questions. Number one, says, it's not common that Rashi quotes an interpretation and then says, however, I don't accept that one. Rashi doesn't do that. He immediately tells you what is the correct shot, not telling you a pshat and then dismissing it and giving you another pshat which is more correct. And here Rashi does go ahead and tell you this interpretation of the sages according to the Medrash. Uh, he doesn't just simply gloss over it and say it briefly. He goes into it and he gives you the details. And then immediately dismisses it that it can't fit with Shudosh Mikra. This can't be the simple reading of it. Because it doesn't work in the words of the Psukim. So the question is, why does Rashi do that in this case? Another question. If Rashi needs to tell us that even if you can't, if a certain explanation as it's brought in the Medrash cannot work in the Pshat, is it's still a valid uh, pirush. That's what he seems to be saying in the second point. That the, the drasha should go on because, in, in some way, in, in the medrashic approach, it's fine. If Rashi needs to tell you something like that, because the Torah can go off in different directions. So Rashi should have told us this idea. Somewhere else, where Rashi tells us for the first time, Rashi told us the fact that he doesn't tell us Medrashim. He does not, his, uh, uh, his Pirush is going to be based on Pshutosh Mikra and he's not going to be telling us Medrash. So there he should have told us. And where is that? That's found in Parsha Bereshis. He tells us at the right at the beginning of the Torah. So over there, he should have told us that even though I'm not going to be dwelling on Medrash, but of course it's a valid interpretation, and it could be done. It could be seen from a different facet to do that. However, that's not what I'm going to do. But he tells it to us not over there in Parsha Bereshis, but much further in the second Chumash. Especially that over there in Bereshis, 
he gives us a number of details about the Medrash. He says, Yesh Medrash HaGodah Rabbeim, Medrash HaGodah Rabbeim, there are many Medrashim. Ukfar Sidmer Rabbeseinu Al-Mechainam Bebreshis Rabbeim. And our, our sages already laid them out in an orderly fashion in Bereshis Rabbah, which is a Medrash. Or Bashar Medrash as well as other Medrashim. However, I only came to explain the simple reading, or to a medrash which explains the simple reading, in a way that is orderly in the psukim and the flow of the psukim. In fact, that is a very similar wording to what Rashi says over here. So Rashi should have told us all this, meaning all this means, however, that there is a uh, that is also a valid approach, and like a like a hammer that shatters a rock, and the the words of Hashem of the Torah can go in different directions. You should have said that back there. He should have explained what he was saying in that long exposition on what he plans to do. Well, Messiah and Zion, he should have over there concluded by saying, However, Medrash, even though I'm not going to be quoting it, but the Drasha, the Medrash should be taught. Shanamar, as it says in the Pasuk, and quoting that Pasuk about the fire, because it can be, it can go off in many sparks, many sparks can fly from the same source. Gimel, the Pashtus Landman. Reading it simply, one would say, as Rashi bring them Pirush from Rabbi Seinu the father. What's the reason that Rashi quotes this uh, medrash, medrashic type teaching over here? The reason is because according to that explanation, it answers a number of questions which could be asked about the first explanation, which he gives. Rashi takes as the simpler explanation. What would be those questions? The very first words in the in the seder are Hashem spoke to Moshe. So there, Rashi is Rashi Mefarish. Rashi explains about that. He spoke to him in a judgmental way. Because he Moshe spoke strongly, aggressively. One could say, and to say, why did you make why did you make it worse for the Yidden? When says, Over there, Rashi doesn't say that there are, our sages gave a drasha, spoken a medrashic type. So Rashi doesn't say that there. He just simply explains that as the direct understanding of those first four words in the parsha. Is from this? It's clear as does Mikra that Rashi finds that to be the simple understanding of that beginning of the Pasuk. Why did Hashem speak Vaidaber? Vaidaber is a strong word. It means speaking tough words. Because Moshe spoke to him tough, so therefore he responded that way. Not like over here in this Rashi, where Rashi says that interpretation, that the whole thing was a challenge, a pushback to Moshe. You know, the Avram Avinu didn't speak to me that way, and you do. He says that's a medrash, but in the beginning he says that Hashem spoke strongly to him, and that's just a simple understanding of those words. So then it seems to be saying, as in Rashi, that according to the first 
explanation as the Amir of Yemrel Eila Vaira is Nishtahem Shotzalam Eira In this our Rashi that we're studying, where Rashi's first explanation, the simpler explanation that Rashi takes as the Pshudah Shalmikra, is not that it refers back to Vaira, refers back to what Moshe said, but rather it's a, an introduction to what he said later, that because I promised Avram, I'm going to take them out of Mitzrayim. So here it's not going back on Lama but rather as an uh, introduction to what he's going to say later, what's coming up, which is that I'm going to take them out. So now we have to say, Rashi's interpretation of Vaira from Vaira on is that it refers to, I'm going to take the Yidin out of Mitzrayim. I promised Avram, I'm going to take them out. So, but Vaidaber is going back on what he said, Lama Hariyesa. So then it comes out that Vaidaber Lakim is a standalone four words, which are standalone four words. Vaidaber Lakim and Maisha is referring to Lama Hariyesa. Vaira, which is in the same right after that, that goes now as an introduction to the following words. So by the Dabra Lakim Moshe Zinim Bifnei Atzmei is a standalone thing. Vazayin in a Hemshuch to Amiras Lama which refer back to Lama Eresa in the Parsha Shalifneza in the previous Parsha. So that's what it means. That's how the reading has to be understood. Thus is a Bazayinish Glatik, but that is very difficult to say that that's what it means. It doesn't really work well in the Pasuk. Why? Because while Noisif was in addition to the fact that there is another problem with it, as Lafizeh. That according to this, it's a tailed men the pasuk by daber of because then you have to split one pasuk, which is by daber lekim on Moshe, vaera lavram, which is all one pasuk, and it has to be split into two separate things. First four words refer back to the previous parsha. The second part of the pasuk goes on the next, the following psukim. So that in itself is not so smooth and shudish mikra. And the words in the second part of the Pasuk, Hashem said to him, I am Hashem. It's not Va'ir, Va'ir is the next Pasuk, but that already, the Va'ir goes for the next Va'ir. That's Va'ir, Hashem said to him, I am Hashem and I appear to Avram and so on. So you're dividing a Pasuk. Dabar Lakim El Moshe is one thing, which refers back to what it was said before, and Vayemer Elov Ani Hashem is now the same Pasuk, only the second half of the Pasuk is going on something what he's gonna, that is going to bring up now. Inyan starts a whole new subject. So that in itself is a problematic reading of that Pasuk. But in addition to that, there is another problem. Gleich noch Shailus Moshe, because right after what Moshe asked, Loma so why did you make it worse for the Eden state? And Emphe Hashem responded to that uh, challenge. He said, Atasira, you will see what I will do to Pare. So Hashem already responded to Loma Hayreyesa. Hein Favazel, the Torah uptail, blows fear verter. So then why would the Torah separate? On, uh, the continued response to Lama Hariyosa, 
he already gave par- a partial response which was atasira and then the next the, the rest of that response which is the four words he delays it and tells it only in the next sedra so why did he divide it away from the from the from the Mephidic and Emphe from the previous response in the previous parsha, and to put it into a separate parsha? The parsha means where it ends by a samach or a pei, where the sections like paragraphs in the Torah, which either are indicated by a samach or a pei in the Chumash, so that's a separate parsha, which a end of a paragraph usually means an end of a subject. And the next paragraph begins a new subject. And over here, he, separ- he put a end of a paragraph between one part of the response to uh, Lama Ariyasa and the second part of the response. And not only is it a separate parsha, which you have many paragraphs in the same sedra, but in this case, it's a new sedra, which means an even greater separation. In our Pazundra sedra. So because of these difficulties in that in the reading, in the way Rashi explains the, uh, the, 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 se- the first explanation, which is Va'era, is really talking about, it goes on to speak about, therefore I'm going to take them, uh, the reference to the Ovis, let's put it that way, the reference to the Ovis is really about, I promised them, so I'm going to deliver that promise now. So that's the problem with it, is these, uh, why separate Vaidabar Lakim al which doesn't seem to refer to this, it goes back on that. Why did he separate it? The Nibbah brings Rashi, the Peter's from Abbasenu. That's why Rashi brings another explanation, which is really Medrashic. That according to this interpretation, Va'era and that whole uh, section at the beginning of the parsha is really still talking about Lama Ariyasa. It's a response to Lama Ariyasa, the continue the continued response and a continuation to Vaidabar Lakim al Mesha. Mishpa, these are the words, the uh, the challenge or the judgmental words that Hashem said to Mesha. Because Mesha spoke aggressively to him. So this is a better in that sense, it makes more sense at least in this context, in the way when we ask this question, what's Vaidabar Lakim al doing separated from Lama the previous answer? The answer is because it goes on to explain what, are the, what is Hashem's response to this. So then it's not just four words that are in the new Sedra, it's a whole subject which Hashem is now responding to him to his challenge. So that could be a reason why Rashi gives the second explanation. Dalit Avakadaikis, but when you think about it a little more closely, you can't really answer this in that way. Because Rashi clearly says, Rashi insists that this Medrashic interpretation does not explain, does not follow the Psukim for a number of reasons. Thus haste, which means as the Vishwerkain in the Pirusina Fila on Azoigrois that the difficulties of this reading of this um, explanation to fit them into the Psukim is so has so many difficulties and big difficulties. That in no way can this be considered the Pshat. That's what Rashi is saying. 
Avapiyaz Farem for the Shaila, the Shaila's impossible, even though sometimes there is a Madrashic explanation which somewhat could fit into the Pasuk and also answers certain questions which Rashi has with his original, the more simpler answer, and that's why he brings the Pshat, the, the Medrash answer. But at least it has to fit in somewhat into the Psukim. Over here, Rashi says, no, in this case it doesn't follow, it doesn't fit into the Psukim. So Rashi seems to say that it doesn't help in understanding the Psukim better. And since that's the case, the question reasserts itself. Then why does Rashi quote this explanation altogether? Since he's not going to accept it, he dismisses it as soon as he says it. So then why does he quote it? But I'm a filu in the Esht, in the Erte, Vurashi vil nor unmerken, as in Amedus Farana Pirush, that because in those places where Rashi wants to note that in the Medrash there is another explanation, which answers a certain question which still remains after Rashi gave his original explanation. There's a question in the way that Rashi explained Pshudus Mikra. So, Rashi Rashi relates to a medrash which gives an answer to that one question or a number of questions, even though he doesn't accept that pshat. At least not in uh, as pshat as derech pshat. Is there derech for Rashi? So if that happens, so Rashi says bekitzer. He says very briefly yesh medrash rabim. If there is a problem that still remains after Rashi's original pshat explanation. And there is still a question, as I said. So Rashi says there are medrashim which explain other uh, interpretations, and according to those explanations, that they will answer this question. But since Rashi doesn't accept it as a pshat explanation, so he doesn't even quote it. He just notes to us that there are medrashim which will resolve that question. Or something similar to that. As we find in Rashi in a number of places. But in those cases where he can't resolve the Medrash as being the Derech Apshat, he doesn't quote it. But over here he does quote it in at length. Hey, in the Msiyam and Alpha Rashi, in the conclusion of that Rashi, Vadrasha Tidorish, however, the Medrash should be uh, taught and uh, explained. Shenemer, as it says in the puzzle, my words are like fire, Noam Hashem says, Hashem, like a hammer that shatters a stone, it divides into a number of sparks. So we have to understand about that quote as well. What is Rashi saying here? In Rashi's use of the word, it divides into many sparks. There is a discussion in, the, um, in a number of the commentators on Rashi. Rashi says it divides into a number of sparks. What divides into a number of sparks? They quest. They ask. Ein pirush is so one explanation of what it is that divides into sparks, as does patzitzuch tzumsela. That is talking about the stone which is shattered. 
as the Pasuk says, like a hammer that uh, that shatters a stone. The Selevetsu breckled Durdan Patish, that the stone gets shattered through the hammer. In fact, Rashi interprets it that way in the Gemara, where he explains that uh, phrase. Just like the hammer. The, uh, breaks up the stone the stone gets uh, broken up through the hammer to a number of sparks so that's one meaning is, which is that the stone is what sp- splits into many parts is another explanation is as does main the patish that is talking about the hammer that the hammer s- splits in an anderes in Rashi and some have actually have the version of Rashi here in that way. similar to what the Gemara says, Ma just like this hammer is divided, etc. In other words, that it's the hammer that gets shattered. It's talking about a stone which is so hard, so dense, that if a hammer hits the stone, the stone is strong, harder than the hammer, and the hammer would shatter into pieces. That's how some commentaries explain it. Nadrita Pirushis, there's a third explanation. That it is talking about the hammer, that is the, from the hammer of which sparks fly. It doesn't mean that the hammer shatters into parts not as durcha kosapadzir, but rather what it means that when the hammer strikes like from selon the stone, gain from patish or isn't such the sparks fly from the hammer. So it's the hammer, but the sparks are flying from the hammer, not that the hammer itself uh, shatters. So all these three explanations from Yedder and from the in Yedder and from the Pirushim, and each one of these explanations is dolochei rashverikai has a, a question. In the Meshton Pirush, in the first explanation, we have to understand as the, the Mizrahi asks, since it's the stone which becomes shattered, is why does Rashi use the term to many sparks? If we're talking about the, the stone shattering, that's not sparks. Sparks is more something that, you know, there's uh, points of light come from it. Why doesn't he use the term, which is that the stone would shatter into many pieces, rather than sparks. Sparks are not something that relates to pieces of stone. The Tzveta Pirush, the second, as far as the second uh, explanation, is in is complete, is really not understood if you take a simple reading of that statement. Because in addition to the question of the Mizrahi, why call it sparks? If we're talking about a hammer shattering into pieces, that's not sparks. So in addition to that question, there's another question. First of all, it goes against simple understanding of this phrase to say it, to say that when it says like a hammer that that uh, shatters a stone, as the patish vet that the hammer gets 
shattered by the stone because it comes into contact with the stone of a especially according to the way our Rashi is read according to the version of Rashi that we have it doesn't say like this hammer that gets shattered it just simply says so especially that it doesn't like this hammer which splits into pieces so according to the way we read it that it just simply says it splits into pieces so it, as, it, so it doesn't seem to make any sense to say that Rashi that always expects that's what he always um, he always requires that everything that he says should be simply understood clarity so in Zayn Peter's Gufa Shreiden so that in his the way he writes it he should write it first of all Stam he writes it without clarity of what he means like a hammer that, uh, that uh, shatters a stone it divides into a number of sparks which is already unclear what do you mean by sparks and number two that he should that his in, intention here is to say contrary to what you would think that the hammer shatters the stone no, he means something else the stone shatters the hammer that's very unshot like and how could Rashi be saying that? and another difficulty Rashi because Rashi should have explained how is it possible that a hammer should be shattered by a stone we're talking about a very hard substance such a hard substance that the hammer will become shattered as a result of that contact not like the normal stone which you would expect which is the country the hammer would shatter the stone so that the second one is very difficult to understand what do you mean a stone that shatters the hammer the third shot is also uh, seems need, needs to be understood because file in addition to the previous question that according to shot you can't say that the what is shattering the stone is doing the shattering rather than the hammer so that in itself is difficult so, in addition to that, is but when we say what is the simple meaning of the word that it divides into, splits into many sparks, is as the It means that the substance which you are striking that shatters into many pieces. Rather than to say that it means that when you strike this thing comes flying from it it divides meaning the sparks fly in different directions that's not normally what yefaitzitz means yefaitzitz means it shatters so when the sparks don't shatter the sparks are simply flying from it from them alam and then in addition to this all these questions we get to come to the greatest question of all 
which is Vibald as Rashi had geschrieben sein Pirishna signum borer. Since, as we know the rule, Rashi writes in cl- in a clear, understood way that it should be understood even to a five-year-old. For Zolzayim Fashtanik Afilufah Ben Chomish Lomikah, that should be understood even for a five-year-old. For Vosh Shreib the Benidin Didan, why does in this case does he write up his his the words that he uses the meaning of Zayifim Sosim? He writes it in such a such an obscure way, which leaves it open to all kinds of discussions, three different interpretations, in what he means to say. He writes it so obscurely that there are three different interpretations from the uh, commentaries on Rashi about what he means. That's called writing it clearly, making himself understood. Rashi's greatest, one of his greatest attributes is that it's clearly understood what he's saying. And over here, it seems very obscure. The Tmiya wird noch starker, and the question becomes even greater. Ma has shas. If in his interpretation where he explains it, what it's, it says in shas, taich rashi up sein pirush. But my machazal, rashi speaks clearly about what he, what, how he sees this statement. As dos maintenance halakasela, he says clearly. It means the stone shatters, it, as we quoted earlier from the way Rashi explains it in the Gemara. Is the halachas kam v'kamas or does he get afton b'firushel the Torah? Certainly, he should have said no less. Rashi's explanation of of Gemara is not necessarily so uh, so lenient, leaning so heavily on pshat, on clarity. Over there, it's much more, the, the, the discussions are much more complex, and Rashi joins that discussion, which sometimes is also in a more complex way. But in, if he's clear about it in the Gemara, shouldn't he do no less, at least in the Chumash? That when he explains it in the Chumash, it should be no less clear, but yet he makes it much more obscure in the Chumash, in the explanation of Chumash. Vav, another question, focus that we can have on this Rashi, on that part of Rashi. Rashi Rashi quotes that Pasuk. He also quotes the beginning of that Pasuk, which is, My words are like fire are the words of Hashem you have to understand about that too why is this the first part of the Pasuk important to the point that Rashi is trying to make which is that when you strike a stone it can shatter into many parts and, and, and so the Torah also can be shattered and it can be go in different directions as in Pasuk, which means that Pirushim, that there could be a, more than one interpretation to one Pasuk. Why is the first words important to quote? It would seem that for, to explain this point, that the same words of a Pasuk can be explained in many different ways, all you need is the last three words in the Pasuk, like the hammer that strikes and, and shatters the stone and the pieces go flying in different directions the Tmiva says not Gresser and the question becomes even more pronounced this idea that from this Pasuk we learn that this hammer that splits into many sparks 
So also a subject in Torah can go be explained in many different ways. It's quoted in Mesechta Shabbos and in Mesechta Sanhedrin. In Mesechta Shabbos, learn in the Funab. In Mesechta Shabbos, what we learn from that is as that every word of the Torah that came from the mouth of Hashem was divided into 70 languages every word was tr- uh, translated into many lang- 70 languages what do we learn from that in the that the same pasuk can be explained in many different ways in other words two different ideas of how it goes off in different directions when in and in both places when the, the Gemara wants to bring the Pasuk that teaches it he doesn't quote the first part of the Pasuk leaves out the first part of the Pasuk these are my words like fire says Hashem all the Gemara quotes is like a hammer that shatters a stone now while it's true that in Mesechta Sukkah and Mesechta Kedushin, that in those two Mesechtas, brings the Maimer, over there the Gemara says the following, in Pogabach Menuvel Zeh, if this repulsive entity, meaning the Yetzirah, uh, you know, latches onto you, Mashcheu Lebeis HaMedosh, drag him into the Beis HaMedosh to learn Torah, Im Barzalhu, if he has, if he is so strong, the Yetzirah is so strong like stone, Sorry, like like iron, who misspites it, he will be shattered. as it says in the pasuk, my words are like fire, says Hashem, like a like a hammer that that shatters a stone. In other words, that the Torah will be able to shatter the Yitzhara, even if he is such a powerful Yitzhara. Abadart is fashtandik favos the gemara bring to eichas chalas agazu. But over there we can understand why the pasuk says the first words of the pasuk. While the tam favos moshchelu beis hamedish poiled, because the reason why dragging the yitzharah into the beis hamedish has it a, a positive effect, as im barzulum is that if he is even if he's as hard as iron, he will be shattered. Is kapirish rashi dart is as rashi over there says shahat tayrek eish because the tayrek is like fire. And it was compared to fire. is a basil which melts iron. And therefore, over there, it's essential. So this is that Torah is compared to fire, which is why the Gemara quotes the first part of the Pasuk. Because in that discussion, it's germane to know that the words of Torah are like fire. And that's why they are able to uh, melt away the Yetzirah. It seems to be, this doesn't seem to be a reason why the first part of the Pasuk needs to be quoted. Zion. These questions that we just mentioned, then in Nogres have become even more pronounced. When you compare the way the Rashi says it here and what he says earlier in Parsha Vayishlach, on the Pasuk in, the, in Vayishlach where it says, and he called him 
Kale Eleke Yisrael. So there's a there's two different means. Who called what? Zokt Rashi. So Rashi says Tzvei Pirushim. He gives two uh, explanations about he called it Kale Eleke Yisrael. Einam al Derech Shat. One explanation is the simple Shat. Unocha Pirush was Rabbi Shein Adrasho, and then a second Pirush, which is there are, uh, our sages gave a Drasho like a Medrash. On his Messiah, and then he concludes. And the words of Torah are like a hammer that uh, shatters a rock. Can be understood in many in different uh, on the, uh, interpretations. However, I came to explain the simple pshat. So in this Rashi in Vayishlach, Rashi. Uh, you know, takes the pains. Suzagin as inyan ba'efim baruropashut. Here he addresses it. He speaks in clear terms. Number one, that is Messiah Mischalkin will come a timing. He says they the words of the Torah can be understood in a number of different explanations. Timing, not nutzutzus. Because batzitzach of divrei Torah, he's talking about the words of Torah can be understood in many different interpretations. Umezeh as the taich in. In the Moshul Kepadish Vedasela is Kepash Saloshan. And amongst the cl- one aspect of the clarity is that the meaning of the Moshul Kepatish Vedasela, that the hammer shatters the stone, is Kepash Saloshan, is understood in the simple meaning of that Pasuk. Which, uh, Rashi doesn't have to explain what it is because it's a simple understanding. As the patish sabrekel themselves that the hammer shatters the stone, they've come into many pieces, and that's why Rashi doesn't even say what it means. He just quotes the pasuk and he says. So also the he doesn't have to say that it's the stone splits and he just says the pasuk and we understand that it means that the stone is splits into many pieces, so also the, the meaning of the Pasuk can be understood in many different ent- interpretations. Another part of it is, Rashi bring nishtchilas ha-kosov, Rashi doesn't quote the beginning of the Pasuk, nor blows the vertikibashavetzitzela, he just brings the part of the Pasuk which is important to this discussion, which is the patashavetzitzela. So this leaves the question even more pronounced in our parsha. Why does Rashi change from the way he explained it in parsha Vayishlach? And therefore, number one, he says it splits into many sparks. Where over there he said timim interpretations. So says Rashi is noch in when he says it splits into many sparks in other words he's still talking about the mushal not about the nimshal he's still talking about when a, a hammer strikes a stone that there are sparks that fly he's still talking in the, the terminology of the mushal rather than moving to the nimshal which is that it can be explained in many interpretations and therefore because he ta- speaks in, in terms of the mushal and, and sparks, so it leaves the question, now we don't understand, Vos is the Dover Meschalik, what exactly is being shattered? What splits into many pieces? Is it the stone, is it the hammer, or is it the sparks? Another point in, uh, is Meisif, 
And why over here does he add the beginning of the Pesach? So this is all the questions about this Rashi. Ches, the beer in them. The beer in them is. So the explanation is, as ein shinoi faremfadim tzveitin, one difference from our Rashi to the Rashi in Parshava Yishlach explains the matter, answers the other one. By observing, by understanding these two changes that he makes from here, in the way he says it here, in the way he says it in Vayishlach, we'll understand the answer. Number one, the first change is that he adds the beginning of the Pasuk. My words are like fire, says Hashem. And the second change is that he says that it splits into a number of sparks by making these two changes Rashi gives us he, he explains to us what he's trying to say as the mischalik that when Rashi is talking in this parsha, in our parsha, when he talks about it splits into he's talking about the fire the fire splits into many directions that's why he used the terminology of sparks the, the, the fire which he mentioned at the beginning of that pasuk is what splits into num- many sparks and that's why he includes the beginning of the pasuk and that's why it says sparks because in, in the in the uh, the way Pshat sees it, in the way of Pshat specifically is Pashud, it, it's clear that nor Eish, that only fire only fires it goes off in in sparks, not a hammer and not a stone. Neither of those become sparks. It's fire which splits into Eish, therefore it's clear that when Rashi says it splits into many sparks, he's talking about fire. Fire splits into sparks. When the Pirush is, and what he's saying is, Rashi, as would be understood from the simple meaning of Rashi, my words are like fire, says Hashem, that Torah is compared to fire, and like a hammer, is and also is compared to a hammer which would uh, shatter a rock. And just like a hammer would uh, would shatter a rock into into many pieces, is that so also the fire which is the subject matter, the subject is the fire of Torah the mushal is the hammer that's, that shatters a rock so the, the hammer is the mushal the fire is the nimshal so just like a rock a hammer shatters a rock so the fire of Torah splits into many sparks that's the simple understanding of what Rashi is saying when the time of Rashi is done, from Why does Rashi change it here from the way he said it in Vayishlach, where he didn't bring in the whole thing about the fire? Where he simply relies on the marshal of the hammer that shatters the rock. 
is weil da is da a chiddush in dem oifna kesher vayachas vishmedrashim shutei. Because here there is a whole new novel approach about the connection between the medrash interpretation and the simple, the pshat interpretation. He's introducing a whole new um, relationship between the pshat and the and the medrash interpretation. Because the pasuk dugma that the correct um, marshal for that is analogy for that is is the analogy for what Rashi is trying to bring here is best understood from fire rather than from a stone and a hammer over there in Vayishlach the correct analogy was the stone and the hammer over here since he's saying something new as will be soon be explained the correct analogy for that is fire not stone Tess. The pshat from them was Rashi zokt to understand what is Rashi saying when he says lakachani oimi yisyachav amikla pshutai. Therefore, I say let the pasuk be explained according to the pshat. And yet the drasha can be expounded. What does he mean to say by that? Is nishvimen learned v'shitchias? It doesn't mean as we said before when looking at it on, a, on the surface. As Rashi that Rashi is coming to tell us, as the Drash is that Drash Medrash is also a you know a valid approach interpretation of Torah. The that's really what Rashi has to tell us. He has to tell us that Medrash is also a valid interpretation of Torah. Rashi doesn't want to tell us something as obvious as that. Now the Pshat is what Rashi is trying to tell us is that Pshutai from the Mikra Da that the simple understanding of this Pasuk month ins- needs insists as a Zolzayim Vadrashati Darish the Pshutai from Mikra if you want to understand Pshutai from Mikra you're going to have to rely also on the Medrash interpretation that's what he's trying to say he's not coming to tell us by the way, Medrash is also a valid interpretation. You can go on learning Medrash too. Really? That's what he's saying? No, of course not. He's saying that in this case, in this Pasuk, you, while we're going to rely on the simple Pshat, but the Pshat also insists that we're going to have to look at the Medrash to get a full understanding of what's going on. Hainu, in other words, similar to what Rashi says in a number of places, as This Rashi sometimes says, this Pasuk says, the only way to understand me is through Medrash. That, Rashi says that sometimes. But over here, it's similar to that, but there is another essential difference between the only way to understand this Pasuk is through Medrash. In Yenna Eretan, in those places where he says that, there is no way to understand this pasuk through the simple reading of the pasuk. And therefore, this pasuk insists we must look at the medrash. That's the only understanding. The only way to understand this pasuk is to lean on the medrash. That ikir pirush is drash. In other words, in those cases, the main interpretation of that pasuk says Rashi is look in the medrash. We have to study the medrash because this is the only way to understand it. In Unzav Pasuk Zokta Barashi, but in our Pasuk Rashi says something else. 
Anayim Oifim Bepirusha Mikra. He introduces a, a new aspect, a new facet in understanding some pl- in some places the the simple understanding of the of the pasuk. And this has never yet come up in Rashi. This new facet. As Afalpi, and that is, as Afalpi as the Mikra Hot appears Bederachapshat, even though the Pasik does have a reliable explanation of the simple meaning of it, Unachmer, and even more, the Pirush is the Ikir Eshta Pirush. In fact, that's the first, and, uh, the first explanation that Rashi gives, because that's the primary explanation. Because this, the first one, according to Pshat, is what explains the Psukim in the most orderly way. So there is a valid, a good explanation according to Pshat. In fact, it's the better explanation according to Pshat. Fundes Vegn, however, on the other hand, Zokt Monte Pshat Gufa still. There is something about this and this pasuk that the pshat itself asks, begs. As However, you must also look at the medrash. The pshat explanation is still insisting that we have to look to the medrash to fully comprehend what's going on. We must rely on the medrash as well. Thus, haste. In other words, as the pshat gufa is machriach that the understanding of Pshat itself in, expects, as the Pasuken Halten Zich Saed and Pirush Pshat and Saed and Pirush and Adrashat Idarish even Pshat must understand in other words, it insists that while we're going to learn this Pasuk according to the Pshat, we're also going to have to introduce the Medrash and for this reason is Rashi might take the Medrash that's why Rashi quotes the Medrash even though the Medrash doesn't really flow in the words of the Pasuk while in them because in this case Rashi remains even as the final word on it we have to rely on the Medrash Okay, now as the Rashi says it, the drasha, the medrash must be studied. To sum it up, the Rashi has a good explanation according to Pshat. The medrash doesn't follow the the flow of the psukim, and therefore there's difficulty in saying that that is the meaning of the pasuk. But the Pshat explanation says we must still study the Medish in order to understand what's going on in the Pshat interpretation of this Pasuk. Yud. Und them. So what is the explanation? What, is, what are we talking about? In the Andar Eretu Varashi Zokt Yesh Medrashi Agada Rabbim in the other place of Varashi says there are many Medrashim on this Pasuk was the mid made Rashi it's undaiten, which why the, the reason Rashi says that is in order to uh, bring to our attention, as we said before, as light that according to the simple reading of the Pasik, it still leaves a certain difficulty. which will be answered if you look in the Medrash. Is Isa the Shverakite in Loshna Mikra Nishkaina Khachabehra from Pasik of Demdrash. So other than this question which Rashi is alluding to in those Psukim, other than that, there is no need for us to, to look into the Medrash. 
there's no essential reason to have to look into the Medrash other than the Pshat leaves a certain question and therefore that will help you understand that question and since it's not a medish which it's a medish which doesn't in any fit into the psukim, is as All it does really to look into that um, secondary explanation is to answer a certain question about the way a certain wording of the pasuk perhaps. That's why Rashi doesn't accept it as the reading, the simple reading. And that's why Rashi simply alludes to that Medish interpretation, but doesn't quote it, because it's not the, medish, it's not the Pshat, it doesn't, it merely answers a certain, you know, a, que- a slight question that remains. But in our case, is nice of the tzuv as the pirush from Rabbi Seinu for emphasis in Loshna Mikra, because in addition to the fact that the way the Medrash explains it, it answers certain questions in the wording of the pasuk. Was vernish for emphasis which are not answered according to the first explanation, as we said before, which was let's say the Vaidabar Hashem Elokim Al Moshe. Where does that belong? How does that fit into this whole discussion? Those questions. Is the Teichna Pirush for Medrash and Inyavas's Mukhr Balav Hachi? Besides for that, even the way the understanding of the Medrash, the way the Medrash sees it, is something which needs to be understood. The only way to understand these Psukim is by understanding what the Medrash says. B'Shasa ben Chamish Lamikra learned Amiris Moshe. When a five year old learns, a beginner learns what Maisha Rabbeinu said, Lama Hayra why did you do this to the Jewish people? And that Hashem responded also with harsh words. And he also remembers, this child also remembers what he learned about the Avas as Chazzeab. Gahat filled sorrows that even though they went through so many difficulties, they still did never challenge Hashem, they never questioned Hashem. So when a child learns this, it sort of he understands as the when he makes that contrast, the the others never question Hashem. Moshe questioned it does question Hashem so it, it seems obvious to him to this child as the that Hashem must have said to Moshe you know I'm, uh, I really I regret that I don't have Avram Yitzchak anymore they just trusted me you question me obviously that Hashem must have said something like that in fact, Hashem didn't say something like that to Moshe. That would leave a question for the child. How is it that when Hashem contrasts Moshe with the others, why doesn't he mention something? He must have said something. And therefore, 
after Rashi explains the Azaida Pirush and Rabbisenu is Nishmis Yashiv Acharamikra. After Rashi tells us that the way the, the sages interpreted is more Madrashik and it doesn't really flow with the Psukim. And the simple understanding of the Pasuk has to follow the first explanation, which is that he's talking, the Eira is talking about, I told the others and I promised them, and therefore I'm going to take them out of Mitzrayim. But it still leaves the question. Since this, the discussion here, when you look at the whole story, this whole picture of that discussion between Hashem and Moshe, there must be something, even in the simple understanding of the Psukim, as the Eibishtad gives up, it, it begs the, the conclusion that Hashem must have said something to Moshe about why, he's, why are you questioning me? I regret that we don't have the Abbas anymore. And if Hashem said something like that, so then where is it in the Pasuk? We don't find any reference to it in the Pasuk according to the first pshat because according to the first pshat the whole thing is just the reason it brings up the Ovis was only to say I promised the Ovis and I still haven't fulfilled it and I've heard the Jewish cry and so therefore tell them I will take them out of Mitzrayim that's all is mentioned that's the only reference to the Ovis why isn't something mentioned about the difference between the way the Ovis uh, related to Hashem's promises and the way Moshe Rabbeinu relates to them Although it's true, that not everything that Hashem said to Moshe, not everything that Hashem said to Moshe is spelled out in the written Torah. There were many conversations which are brought in Medrashim and in, in Gemara and so on, which are not there in the written Torah. But over here the Pasuk says, that Hashem spoke to Moshe Daber Idibiriti Mishpat. So the Pasik is saying that Hashem spoke to Moshe in a way of Vaidaber. Vaidaber means strong words. And the Pasik goes on to say, give a whole list of things that Hashem did speak to Moshe in that conversation. For Oizais and more and even more in Pashashmois. Back in Shmois Ved the Seldas, the Pasuk even tells us that just a few Psukim earlier, when Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem did respond to him. He said, You're going to see that I will, uh, what I'm going to do to Mitzrayim. Which is that the, the way Rashi explained it, that Hashem was speaking to Moshe in, you know, talking back to him in a challenging way, just like he spoke to Hashem. So if that's the case, that we already have a record in the Torah of Hashem speaking to Moshe in a strong way. So then why shouldn't the Pasuk also relate that, he, that Hashem contrasted Moshe's behavior to the other's behavior? especially that this is indeed a very de- it's hard to understand we have to we do have to understand Moshe Rabbeinu in contrast to the others even in the simple understanding of the Psukim so why is there no reference to it in the Pasuk at all at least according to the first shot 
The father's Rashi Mamshir, therefore Rashi continues, That's why Rashi says, Yes, the simple understanding is that that's what the meaning of it is, that he was talking about taking the Yidnara Mitzrayim. That's why he brought up the others. But we need to go to the Medrash also. We're going to have to rely on the Medrash. Since we find, we find it essential in the way the Psukim are talking. In fact, we even find in the words of the Psukim, we find a reference to this. At least in the way Medrash explains it. There are words in the Pasuk which do seem to allude to Hashem uh, showing the contrast between Moshe and the Avas. And bringing out the idea of Chaval al Da'avdin that, uh, you know, I regret that they're not around. Is does Gufa Machriach Tidarish? That's why we must go to the Medrash. We need to understand why, what Hashem, did Hashem not say something like that? In fact, if you look at it from the perspective of the Medrash, he did say something like that. The Psukim do could be read in that way, even though not in the not in a simple understanding of it, it doesn't flow perfectly in the words, but we need to get that answer. Which means that Pshat from the Sipur, the simple understanding of this story, Zakt Az Menzol Psukim, insists that we have to look a little deeper into these Psukim. And yes, it's not the simple reading of it, it's a Medrash, and it doesn't work so well. But in the end, we have, we're left with this question and we need the answer to it. And the answer comes from the explanation of the Medrash, which is that the Psukim could be read in that way. The says, which means, like Mikra, according to the simple meaning of the Psukim, that Tzayel Do the Pasuk Diburim, that the Psukim are, can be read, have to be read in two different ways in which Hashem was speaking to Hashem, either to Moshe. Not first way is the Diburim Vashtayim Befeidish and Pasuk. They mean the simple meaning of the Pasuk, which is like Mshat Loshna Mikra, the simple reading, which is Hashem is telling Moshe, I promised the others that I am going to give them the land of Eretz Yisrael. I've never done it yet. I hear they're crying from their hard work. I'm going to punish them at Sriyim, and I'm going to take them out and give them the land of Eretz Yisrael. The second reading is the Divrei Mishpat that Hashem was rebuking, lecturing Moshe, which, can, which are found in the very same words, yes, in a way that is completely off from the way we understand simple reading of the Psukim, but we need, we need to see that, understand, that uh, reading, because otherwise it begs the question, did Hashem not rebuke Moshe for speaking to him in such a way Contrasting it the way the, the, the Avram Avinu spoke, Avram and Yitzchak and Yaakov spoke to him. Yudalaf. Vibal as Rashi Zogda Anayim Eifin and Pirush Amikra. Now, since Rashi introduces a new facet into explaining Psukim, which is Umatum is Klor Tzavol Chachelik Vatei the Pirush Shayach. Generally, everywhere else, it's clear when Rashi gives you an interpretation. This is Pshat. Sometimes he gives you an interpretation, this is Medrash. They're two separate understandings of the Psukim. The Pirushim Adar Hapshat Kail the Agodas Yashim Divira Mikra. 
the interpretations which follow the rules of Pshat, including even those which sometimes we, where he has to introduce a medrash which fits in well with the way of Pshat, which is that each Pasuk has to sit well, it has to flow with the flow of the Pesukim. And that still becomes a part of the simple understanding of it. So that all belongs to Pshat. So those are belong to Pshat. Then there are interpretations which follow the laws of Medrash. And therefore they are relegated to the Medrash area of Torah but in this case is a pirush vas arkeve atrei rachshe which this is a an, this is a set a series of psukim which are bar, uh, borrowing from a, a an expression in the Gemara it rides two steeds it's riding on a horse but there are two separate horses which are riding in different directions and his, one, these psukim are riding on both of those horses, both of those paths. A pirush vasis mochruch mitzapshat hamikra, an interpretation which is, which comes from pshat of the pasuk. Abavuiz mekaymei, it's not it comes from pshat. A pirush which is, is necessary in order to understand the simple reading of the Pasuk, the story as the Torah is trying to tell it, but where is it really rooted in? Not in the simple reading of the Pasuk, nor in the Mechelik Adrashabai, but it comes from a Medish part of the Torah. And a Medish which doesn't flow with the Pesukim for a number of reasons, as Rashi points out. So here is a very unique thing. There is a the the story that the Torah is trying to tell needs to rely on a medrashic interpretation in these psukim, which are completely not in the way uh, Pshat reads the psukim. But in order to understand the simple understand the simple story, we need to rely on that section, on that interpretation, which is a medrash interpretation. But where does it fit in? It fits into into where does it have to come, it has to come in order to explain the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Because the Rashi feels that he needs to bring proof from somewhere that there is such a thing in the Pesukim. That even though it's two divergent ways of interpretation, but yet they come onto, they're both part of Pshat. So where is this proof? It says in the Pasuk, Hashem says, my words are like fire. And like a hammer that can shatter a rock. The fire, which is the word of Hashem, will divide into many sparks. Which means, as we said before, that the fire is splitting into many sparks. The difference in the marshal between what is the difference what uh, that happens when a stone splits uh, shatters into pieces on the ashes and the way fire flies off in separate sparks 
there's a big difference. B'sha'as has selavetz when a rock splits into many pieces is yet a chelik anders from tzveden. Each particle is different from the other. In zayn grois, in the size of it, in zayn seer, in its shape, no two pieces of rock that are shattered are going to look the same as it, as the other one. But when we talk about sparks, that fly from a fire, we, when you look at the sparks, they all look exactly the same. Both in the size and the, the shape and so on. You don't see any difference between one spark and the other. The only difference is the only difference between one spark and the other is that one is flying east and one is flying north this one's going to the west and this one's going to the south so the only difference is they look exactly the same just going in different directions and this is what Rashi is trying to bring out that in a similar way the words of Torah can be seen in the way Similar to the sparks. There is the way Rashi explains it in Vayishlach, the Divri Tere Kapachi Vajan Salam is Khalgul Kama Taimim, that the words of Torah can be like a hammer shattered stones, that they can be explained in different interpretations. What he means there is that the Torah can be interpreted according to Pshat the Torah can be interpreted according to Medrash the Torah can be interpreted according to Remes or Drush, Soid, you know and so on but each one has its own way of understanding Torah it's a whole new it's a whole new path in Torah and that is more similar to like a hammer which shatters a stone which is not that just that the pieces of stone fly in different directions but also in, they're completely different the shape is different the size is different one, uh, one explanation has the, the approach of pshat another one is in the style of drush and so on so the 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 way it splits up into different shotim and different interpretations, they're different from each other. They're not similar to each other. They don't look alike. They are completely different than each other. That's why the stone is the right analogy for that. For instance, and in that Rashi and Vayishlach, which is on the Pasuk, as we said before, he called it that's what he named it sorry the first uh, explanation that Rashi gives it says over there that Yaakov built the Mizbeach and he called the Mizbeach he called the Mizbeach by the name of the miracle that happened for him so when it says he called it what did he call Yaakov called the Mizbeach by the name Kelulake Israel. Is an inifum shot. That is a shot interpretation. It's just a simple reading of the thing. He built the Mizbeach, he called it 
by that name. When the Tzvet appears, where is the second explanation? Shachadus Baruch Hu Kore LiYakov Kael VaYikraloi means Hashem called him, meaning Yaakov Kael LeKei. That Hashem named Yaakov Kael. Hatatam from Drash. That is a completely different understanding of what is going on here, and it's more in the style of Medrash than it is in the simple understanding of the pasuk. That's why the correct analogy for that is two pieces a stone separate they fly not just in different directions but they're completely different in the way they come off the big stone but here in our he says a whole new understanding in what the word of Hashem can be understood as as dos is as chalkus from eshlo kamen over here we're talking about how fire separates into many sparks. Both of them are exactly alike. They're the same size. They're the same uh, light. They're the, you know the, produce the same light. In other words, they're both delivering the same understanding. They're both contributing to the same understanding. They're going in the same direction. They're both addressing what is the simple meaning of this story. Similar to all sparks are the same size and the same, uh, they look the same and so on, the same shape and whatever. The chiluk is nor in makim. The difference is only in where they end up. Ein pirush nitzitz from shat one spark which is explaining Shad Gefinzer finds itself in one area of Taira in Pashas Los Naksovim or what's called Derech Abshat explaining the simple meaning of the Psukim and the Tzveta Pirush and the second interpretation Nitzus Funad Rasha the spark which is called Rasha but yet in this case explaining the simple meaning of the story Gefinzer and Tzveta Art finds itself in a different area of Torah, which is in Medish Shomikra, in the Medish of the Pasuk. So while they're both doing the same thing, which is illuminating the simple story, yet each one finds himself in a different area of Torah, because this one flows with the Psukim, the other one doesn't flow with the Psukim, but yet they are both essential to Pshat. And that's why in this case Rashi uses the analogy of the sparks to explain that point Yudbeis from Kolanal, Zetman so that answers the Rashi from all of this we see even more, B'yesa says of in an even greater way Vigans Teira is Teira Achas that the entire Teira even though there is so many ways of understanding it, it's all one Teira the Teira Teira Achas, the idea of Teira Achas is Nishnor doesn't only mean as if that these different explanations of the Pasik are all about the same Pasik, a mimer or statement. In fact, one one way of looking at Torah evolves from the other. They're all just a chain reaction of each other. One leads to the other. Kiyudu, as we know, as the Firi Fani Limud Pardis that the four approaches, general approaches to Torah, which is Pshat, Remes, Drush, Seid, correspond to the four worlds of Atzilus, Bri, Yitzira, Asiya. We know that Atzilus 
is what begets Bria, and Bria begets Yitzira. Yitzira begets Asiya, or looking from the other way, that Asiya evolves from Yitzira. Yitzira evolves from Bria, and Bria evolves from Asila. So that we understand that the same happens in Pshat Remez Drushait. The Pshat is, uh, would relate to the world which comes from, so Asiya comes from Yitzira. Pshat comes from Remez, and so on. And for this reason alone, every part of Torah, whether it's a Medrash or it's a Remez or a Drush or a Said, they're all explaining the same Pasuk. So of course they all have, they're all related to each other. Of course they're all part of one, one Torah. So, but it's not only saying that. It's not only saying that every part of Torah, even though they're divergent, but they still they they form one, you know, one structure, one big composite, which is called Torah. That would be similar to all the limbs that a person has. Whether we're talking about the physical body or we're talking about the makeup of the soul, all of it together makes up one human. So of course the hand is different than the foot and so on, but all together that's the that's a person. So also medrash is one limb, drush is one limb, yisoid uh, is another limb, and they all bring together. They all the sum total of it is toir. So in addition to all that. Even more. Even as each part of Torah, Ramaz and Drush and Said and Pshat, is in their own place in Torah, in the area of Drush and in the area of Pshat, and the limud from the Chelik and Torah is And the way you study Medrash is not at all the way you study Pshat. They have different rules of application, uh, different rules of how to see the words and understand the words and so on. They have their own, each one has its own set of rules. Because each area has the rules of that approach. But because they are one, all part of one Hashem's Torah, which is like the analogy of fire Lemailam is chalkos and fire here means that it's indivisible with the pshitus like the simplicity of fire that in other words that Torah is indivisible it all has to be seen as one entity even as drush is in the area of Drush and has its own rules of how it has to be interpreted and studied and so on. And that's not similar to the way the other areas in Torah are studied. They still remain one with every other area in Torah, even though they have their own rules. Biz, and this can go so far that we could say, as an inyavas is mochachim that even an idea which is essential to understanding the simple story that the Torah is telling like in our case could find itself in the area of Drash and doesn't fit into the Chelek Pshat, but it's all telling the same story the, and even Pshat 
needs that interpretation in order to complete pshat. It brings out the interconnectedness of every part of Torah which, with every other part of Torah. If we, without that, pshat is interpreting the pasuk. Drush is interpreting the same pasuk. So yeah, for, the, for that reason, they're all part of the same Torah. They're still talking about the same pasuk. But over here, even the the idea of pshat needs the idea as it's brought out in Drush in order to make the pshat make sense. That brings out a deeper unity. Yud Gimel, the Fun Hotman Eichai Rab and the Gates of Pnimis Atayra. From this, we also have a lesson in regards to the inner dimension of Tayra Chsidis, Nishmasadei Raisa, the soul of the Tayra. As Mendar Vishna, we have to know as he is Ein Zachmit Nigla the Tayra. We have to know that Chsidis and Nigla are really one and the same. Gufadei Raisa, the, the Nigla is Gufa, the body of Tayra. Chsidis is Nishama the Tayra, but they're all one thing. They're one thing, they can't see it as two different areas, two different things. These vim and zed as we see, in fact, we see in a number of places that's similar to what this Rashi says, as There are certain things that you read in the Gemara or other areas of Nigla, the only way to understand them is through the Hasidic interpretation. Otherwise, they make no sense at all. A pirush from the Shmosa that you have to have in Nigla the Torah, you have to have the explanation of Chsidus. Showing again the interconnectedness that they are all one and the same. especially close in Nigla the Torah, from the Torah Hashem Raglov Etzba. In fact, one, an example of this is to understand the words in the Torah which say the legs of Hashem or the finger of Hashem they said Edzba Elakim it's the finger of Hashem what does it mean that Hashem has a finger of course not it's prohibited from us to believe that Hashem has that Ein Loi Guf Musa Guf a principle or a faith is that Hashem doesn't have any body parts and so on so how does the Torah say uh, finger the only way to understand it is to, under- to learn Chesidus to understand what the finger represents and that's what it means it's a representation of a certain relationship between Hashem and the world and that he relates in a certain way which is called the finger he relates in a certain way which is called the right hand a different thing is called the left hand Each, but the only way to understand it is through chsidus. that's an example of simple Torah words and Torah can only be understood through the words of chsidus. We find the same in the other way. We find a number of letters of the Arizal that he explains certain uh, ideas in Pshat that to understand Chassidus better he gives a an analogy or, or interpretation from Pshat that helps to understand Chassidus better. So they sometimes you need Chesidus to understand Nigla, sometimes you need Nigla to understand Chesidus. They're all one. And it's because when we study every area of Torah, in an oifim from Torah Achas, in a way that it is all one part of one Torah, we will very soon be merit 
to Lim Tarashlamashir to study the Tara Mashir, Shilam Tara's Kola and Kula, that he will teach Tara to the entire nation of a Mayra Mamish very soon in our days.